The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. Jeff Stafford hanging out in the kitchen. What's up, Jeff? Good evening. So this podcast is real proof that it is a very, very small world, because Christine Christina and I were out for dinner with some friends of ours the other day, and 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 we got to talking, and and we didn't we didn't get to the point where they they know my hobbies, but Christina had to had to drop like, hey, do you know Ryan hosts a trail and ultra or hosts a podcast? Podcast, yeah, and it's about trail and ultra running. Now at this point during the conversation, most people go, that sounds stupid. And so they just they just they just skim right they over. Tune it, it out, yeah. right? Like he's a he's a podcaster to weirdos. This couple goes, oh my god, we have a friend. He's an ultra runner. He just got into Western states. You need to talk to him. That is the first time anyone's ever said that. Uh, Usually, no one knows Western states if they're not runners because they're both not runners, and and nobody knows ultra runners. So, or you for that matter. Exactly. So, <laughs> a phone number exchanged later, we are talking to an ultra runner from San Francisco. He's also a filmmaker. Luis Pena is on the Adventure Jogger. Luis, thank you so much for joining us. We have a mutual friend. Right on. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor, boys. Thank you. Well, we were, we <laughs> it were awesome getting that text. Well, yeah, it was fun because when we looked through your ultra signup results and, and you, you, I mean, you're, you're definitely a strong middle of the packer. You've, you've done some really fun races. You've even come out West. You've done cruel jewel out here oh, on God. the beast coast. So you're yeah, not just as horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's, everyone says that that race is horrible. Yeah. Let's start yeah. with that. Luis. Why was, why was cruel jewel horrible? Ooh. Well, it actually wasn't like horrible. I mean, no race is horrible. They're all right, right. super yeah. fun. They're all their own adventure. And that one had some exceptional moments to it. Um, I think the thing that was tough with that one is I just came from literally the day before from Spain, Barcelona. I was on a month long shoot uh, out there. And so they had lost my luggage and I assumed they're going to lose my luggage. So like I kept my like, you know, running vest and my running <laughs> gear all in my carry on and uh, put everything else in the other suitcase and sure enough, they lost it. Um, but I at least had everything I needed to go. But like, yeah, man, that that's a, that's an intense race. There's no, Georgia doesn't believe in switchbacks. Everything is straight. <laughs> it's straight up and straight down. Up. Yeah. Straight up, straight down. And then you get up and you don't see anything. It's just this tunnel of green yes. forever. So I was like, okay, you know, coming from like the West coast where you're like, you get up top and you're some epic view and you're like, oh my god dude like i feel amazing and uh olympus and whatnot in georgia it's just like dude just keep going keep going oh, oh you, you well, get, and, yeah. uh, i was running with a buddy that <laughs> had some hard times so that that made it even more interesting in georgia you summit um, you get to the top and you go well i guess we're going down now well yeah and that's it right, that's right. It. <laughs> right. You know, the thing is Luis, there could be really epic views when you get to the top of some oh, of I these know. climbs but the fact that there are you're surrounded by old dense tall trees 
You have no idea if the view over that mountain is, is a cesspool or if it's the most epic view you've ever seen in your entire life. You're just like, I, I got nothing. I just need to go up and, and, and come back down. But so, I, Dude, it's, it's so intense that way. And there's snakes everywhere. I stepped on a copperhead about geez. like at night I mean, there, and saw three others. It was, it was insane. Luis, where, where are you originally from? Houston, Texas. Okay, so you're from Texas. So, so the South is not is not unusual to you. No. You, you didn't grow no, up. I, in, liked, I love South. It is a great part of the country. So, you it wasn't like you grew up in San Francisco and and ran the trails out there and were was used to avocado toast at every aid station. And then you went <laughs> <avocado> toast. <laughs> you went out to Cruel Jewel and you're like, where is the avocado toast and where are the switchbacks? You had had some experience. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, and the experience that I had was always bring a little bit of cash with you. And mm-hmm. um, I, we went past some like market and it wouldn't like on the course, but like pretty, like maybe just a little ways off the course. So on the coming back, I remember thinking that like, I bet you they'll have popsicles. So I brought my $10 and me and a couple other runners I was running with, I bought them all pop popsicles. Nice. That <laughs> right there is experience. <laughs> Mid-pack experience. <laughs> well, let's go back a minute since we we got to talk a little bit about Cruel Jewel, but but more about you, Luis. Um, everybody comes to the sport in their own unique way, and and there's something that will draw us to it. What for you brought you into the world of ultra running? That's a great question, man. Um, I I was I was late. I was not a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I started this thing around 41 or 42 years old or something like that. And basically I started because my brother was, uh, he ran a bunch of, he used to live with me here in San Francisco and we're really close, best friends. And he moved back to Houston and we kind of fall, fall out of touch. We didn't have much to talk about. He was really into his work and I was doing my work and stuff. And so, but he was running a lot. And, and I remember thinking I just read born to run and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this sounds cool. This sounds like a bunch of like wild people doing wild things and there's no rules and kind of punk rock. And I was really into that. I thought that yeah. aspect of it, it didn't sound like there was judgment, mm-hmm. which really kind of brought, you know, attracted me to the idea. And I like pushing myself. So I, I call him up. I was like, Hey dude, let's sign up for an ultra. And he's like, what? You, you don't run. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I can learn how to run. And he's like, no, man, that's crazy. I'm not doing it. And then uh, I found, I looked online like ultra in the next, in June, like, which is like a month away. And I found Shadow of the Giants and 50K. Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. doing it. That's an old race, man. And, um, and so I signed up. And then I sent him the confirmation and I'm like, step up, dude. And so he's like, oh, God, you're nuts. You're going to die. And so he signed up. And so I had like a month of just learning how to run far and pretty just went all in. And that race was amazing because like we show up, it's out in, in out, outskirts of Yosemite yeah. by a really old um, Redwood Grove. And uh, I never forget like the, you know, the pre-meeting meeting. It was at this, you know, campground and it was super low key. And, and all the race structures are like, you know, upper 60s and their 70s. Yeah. And there were all these just like, kind of crass dudes and there was no like what i thought was like high athletics i mean they were just like they were all amazing shape but they were just like everything was just so casual and this dude had an empty chair next to him he's like 
hey, you guys brothers? And we were like, yeah, and he could sit next to me. And it was Oswaldo Lopez who had like got second in battle oh, yeah. like two yeah. years in a row. Like he's a badass. Yeah. So then it was like, oh my God, there's no ego in this sport either. Like here's all, and he was just completely like, Tell, tell us about the course because he won the course like always yeah and was probably going to win it the next day and uh so that all that that intro was really cool because it was just really welcoming and it just showed me that like i don't think like, you could be whatever you wanted to be in that world and they would accept you and and i had a great race and was doing really good and like i don't know right I mean, I'm almost done. It's probably like 27 miles in. Yeah. I full on run off course for a mile. <laughs> like, Oops. hit a road. And I was like, shit, I don't know where I am. And I was like, uh, you know, when you run off course, it's just like all that energy, all that like disappointment. It just, it just leaves you. Yeah. Crushing. You just crush. Yeah. Yep. Like, and uh, I was like, okay, turn around, ran back another mile, found the course again, and then, you know, charged in. And it, but it didn't, it didn't ruin my race. It, I still felt amazing. And I saw my brother, he gave me a big hug and he won first in his age group. Cause my brother's pretty fast. Yeah. And I love the award ceremony. It was like all like the old cups and shit they had from old races or like corporate meetings. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother got some mug from like <laughs> some, you know, right. Sacramento 5K 1978. <laughs> that was his first cool. place age group. That's fantastic. And I was like, I love, I love these people. I love this world. And, and, and I've been in it ever since. We skipped over a big chunk of that story, Luis, because you, you said you, you, you weren't a runner at all. Yeah. Were you, were you athletic at all? Did you, were you a yeah. cyclist? Yeah. Okay. What, what, what did you do before I mean, running? What did I, what was I, I was in boot camp then, like one of those boot camp, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go work out. When the know, moms the drop their kids off at like school that. and they go to that thing, you were, you were there helping oh, them yeah, push there strollers? Oh yeah, there were a lot of moms there, me okay. and the moms, yeah. Yeah, Luis and the moms, <laughs> pushing strollers. Yeah. And the moms were crushing me. <laughs> but you know what, my favorite part of it was, because I live in San Francisco and we'd meet at Dolores Park, is every once in a while the guy, you know, um, Greg Bianchi, he was mm-hmm. the coach, he would send us up to Twin Peaks, like, "Hey, go run up Twin Pe- to Twin Peaks." And to me, that was like, "Holy shit, that's in- that seems impossible." Whereas now, that's like, you know, a two mile run, but it's two mile uphill, and I'd always get be the first up there. And yeah. just like, I like as I was going uphill, I really loved going uphill. Like that was just like, you know, you get into this mode, and the world shuts off, and it really you really push yourself, and then when you accomplish it, you just like you're standing above the entire city of San Francisco mm-hmm. and I just felt amazing. So that started becoming a thing. Like anytime I had a hard decision or something to think about, I'd run up top of Twin Peaks and I'd have it solved up there. And that kind of was what got me into like, oh, maybe I could start running. So I just want to point out the difference between San Francisco trail running and, and trail running here in our area. <laughs> yeah. if, if you're to say in San Francisco, I'm going to go run to Twin Peaks you're going to this place that has beautiful views of the city. In Nashville, if you say you're running to Twin Peaks, it means you're running to the knockoff Hooters bar right. called Twin yeah. Peaks, right. which is has beautiful views of something. It's just yeah. Uh, on yeah. San Francisco. Um, so, I mean, I'll be back in four hours. <laughs> the food there is fantastic. So That's what I've heard. A four mile run. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going slow. I'm doing slow. I'm doing it slow. Recovery. I'm running real, real soft. Going to the Twin Peaks, just oh like Luis God. said. Um, but so, so you yeah. were in somewhat shape 
before you started yes. just deciding to yeah. run. So you signed it. You didn't sign up for this 50K, like completely sedentary, 250 pounds, overweight. You were in, in no, somewhat shape yeah. before you decided to start running. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to, I'm a pretty active guy. Uh, I, I snowboard all the time. Um, I I just do something, you know, I was into biking a lot. So yeah. I used to road bike, um, rock climb when I was in my 20s. So like, I just kind of go from sure. kind of like, I was going kind of from sport to sport until I got into this world. And then this world became pretty all encompassing. And I can imagine if you're riding a bike, especially in San Francisco with all those damn hills, you have oh, to have some serious leg strength. You know? <laughs> uh, well, it's leg strength. And it's also just like, I mean, the other thing that really attracted me to trail running was the downhills too. I mean, I'd love the uphills, mm -hmm. turn off the brain, really kind of focus and push yourself. But the downhills was very snowboardy. It's very, it's like me and my buddy, we talk about all the time. It's like you, you enter a state of flow yes. and it becomes like dancing. You're just like, ba -da -bum, bam, boom, ba -ba -ba -bum. it's really rhythmic. And it's and you really kind of go with the terrain and going fast downhill is really fun and challenging. And, and that to me was like riding was similar to that way. Like like you get up top of Hawk Hill and you drop on the backside and you're going like you, I mean, you can get up 50 miles an hour on a road where if you go over the guardrail, it's like a 1500 foot drop. You're launched. So Superman. Yeah, I, right. I like that kind of like <laughs> on the edge of everything. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to have a blowout there. That's just, you know, it's like, geez. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, if I mess up, I really mess up. <laughs> I have run in San Francisco a couple times on business out there. Usually, it was the Bay Trail, which is not really a trail at all. It's just a a paved path yep. essentially goes around the bay or a good part of the bay. I don't know if it's complete yet or not. Run that sections of that several times, and then I've run in. Uh, it's a big mountainous hilly area it says south san francisco on the side of it there's some kind of park up on a hill oh there. san bruno yeah yeah that's awesome no one runs there that's i, I run, run i actually have a little wood shop near there so i i love that mountain. yeah i run up that's there. amazing you went up there yeah, yeah. that's epic views Good. that was and really hard really hard vertical it's like a thousand um, you go a thousand foot feet in a mile it's wow really Easily. straight up that's awesome. That's, That's why cool, I went there. <laughs> the thing is about Jeff is he was he's such an East Coaster and trying to rub it into the West Coast face. When he was running on that paved trail around the neighborhood, he's like, what is these buffed out paved trails? What is this? What is this? Yeah. Where's the rocks? Where's the rocks and roots that I'm well, accustomed Jeff, to? Next time, <laughs> next time you come to town, brother, you got to call me up because uh, I'll take you to the headlands. Oh, yeah. And the headlands is just magicness. And that is where... You know, there's a lot of great trails in the city. I mean, mm -hmm. San Francisco's they're they're cool. They protected a lot of spaces, so you can get some really cool single track in the middle of the city. But the Headlands is like a whole another place, and they protected it's literally right across Gold Gate Bridge and all that land for. And as far as I can see, for multiple ridges, is completely protected with no that's construction cool. and all trails. And it's man, that's where some of the most amazing runners are running too. So you you see some incredible stars flying by. That's really cool. I bet you probably run into Dean Carnazes out there. Isn't that his neck of the woods? I yep, I've run into him many times, and uh, and all the SFRC you know girls and guys. Those guys are amazing. That's an incredible running community out there. It does sound like like San Francisco does have a really good running, solid running community, even a great ultra community. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would 
with the Ultra community, I really give props to San Francisco Running Company. I mean, those guys really, um, you know, crafted community mm. and really crafted um, these group runs and these runs on um, Thursday mornings. They're called the Ninja runs. And so we'd all meet up like five in the morning at the base of the bridge and go on this, you know, it's like a 10 mile loop and it, it you get like 2000 feet of vert and 2000 feet descent. And it, you, you do that once a week, you can do anything really. And that's kind of pretty much my, my go-to. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Going back to your first experience and you, and you have a good one, you get lost, but you know, I mean, I can imagine <laughs> you know, after reading born to run and, and deciding to do this thing that that crossing the finish line at your first ultra was an epic experience. And the next thing you know, you're looking for ultra number two. Yep. Yep. And, uh, the great thing was there were a bunch, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many races happening out here. So a lot of were in the headlands that, uh, Tamalpa running, uh, group, they threw a 50 K. So I signed up for that and, and did that. And then I was just doing like, God, man, that first couple of years, I was just doing a lot of races. There was a bunch that were just like, some were just like, not through ultra sign up at all. They were just like, you show up and they're really low key. It was this great guy named Robert Rhodes, who uh, unfortunately passed um, last year. He would throw a great one called whistle punk. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, a bunch of people would meet up and they would run, you know, 13 or 26 mile, do a loop. uh, And this course would run through the big redwoods down, um, down by Woodside and, you know, there, it was, it was again, like that, that feeling, that low key vibe community, you know, yeah. this is kind of in the beginning too, before the sport really blew up and, yeah. you know, you'd have a lot of people trying to get in lotteries and all that stuff. This is like, you would just kind of show up and run and, and that, uh, <clears throat> I love that spirit and I love that vibe. So speaking of lotteries, the, the lottery that is probably is the second. Okay, <laughs> Mega Millions and Powerball is the is the top lottery. Western states would fall below that. Yeah, when did Luis? When did Western states become a goal for you? Oh man, I remember that first year running, uh, meeting some. You know, I started meeting the SFRC uh, group runners, mm-hmm. and they were training for Western. And I was like, hundred miles. Are you out of your mind? That's insane. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just out of your mind. And then the next year I did like a 50 miler. And then I was like, wow. It was like that, that weird mentality you, you, you get when you start running ultras where you're like, well, if I run, you know, 50 K, then I can, then I can run a 50 mile. Well, if I can run 50 mile and I can probably do a hundred K, if I do a hundred K, well, what's 40 more miles, you know? And that's, that, that's just like, you know, right. That's how we all think. And, and so that's kind of it. And and so then when you're like, okay, I'm going to do a hundred miler. Well, hell it it better be, I should better be one. I can try to get into Western. So it better be a qualifying miler. And, and so then but I never, but I think a lot of the hundreds, I, I always picked ones that were qualifying for Western or hard rock, just because those are hard ones too, Yeah, you know? And I like the challenge. I like the hard challenging, uh, big mountain ones. And, um, but I definitely always approached each one as its own run. Like just me, I knew so many people that were trying to get in Western and I knew a bunch of people that run it that I knew it was kind of like, it'll probably never happen. You know, there's like so many people wanting it that, 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 so I never put a ton of 
hope in the game. Like, I think maybe the first year I applied, I did like, you know, one ticket. You're a dreamer. And, we're and all went, dreamers yeah. with that first ticket. And we're like, you know what? They always pick somebody that I'm has one in. ticket. Yeah, they do. And it's going to be do. me. And they pick a lot of first years. And we, like, we thought it was rigged for the longest time, right? Because <laughs> there, were, there were a couple years where I don't think they picked anyone from the state of Tennessee. Right, exactly. We're like, oh, it's well, rigged. Yeah. Oh. It's rigged. And you know what's funny oh, too, yeah. Luis, is the people that get picked on one ticket we're all outwardly very happy for them, but inside we all yeah. hate them. We're like, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I, I met, I met a, a, a buddy of mine. He got in on first year and I was just like, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me when you're like, you know, six years, seven years. Yep. Right. Cause 132 tickets. That's you where know. you were at. Right. So, yeah. so was it seven years you were putting in? Yeah, for the lottery? man. Yeah. Yeah, I went the distance. I'm getting there. There are people have gone further. There's a you know, buddy that was sitting next to me in the stadium. He had 100 what 32, and he didn't get pulled. And I was just like, oh, jeez, you know. But then my other buddy who got in, he got called three times. So Brendan Donahue, yeah. And uh, so you never know. Um, it's a lottery, and it's a beautiful lottery. And and I I think it's. I think the mythology of Western is so great and it, it it's such a great backbone to the sport and mm -hmm. it's such a great um, race in itself. And so that, that everyone that gets in is just trying their absolute hardest. Like you race. I heard a great saying a long time ago, like there's like three types of runners. There's like the racer, the mm -hmm. runner, and then the survivalist. Right, you know? right. And I think I've always been a runner. I've always been kind of that middle but like for Western, I'm going to freaking race it. You know, I'm going to go try to touch a level that I've never got to because it is an important, it's like a, a responsibility, not only to myself and the dedication of been doing this for so long, but to others, to the people that didn't get in. Like it's, it is, it, it is the show, you know, you yeah, plus it might be your one and only and shot a too. responsibility. Yeah. If you think about that, Luis, it's 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 taken on a different feel. And I know early years, we talked to Andy Jones Wilkins all the time, and he's Mr. Western States with, you know, mm -hmm. 10 finishes. And, you know, there was that that two time loser rule where you automatically got in. If you've entered the lottery twice and didn't get picked, you automatically got in. Well, yep. the two time loser rule is gone. And so now with so many people trying to get in and so many people having, you know, that will never get to experience it. It's taken on almost like uh, when, when a racer gets into Western States, gets their, their number pulled, they almost feel like this responsibility to the community to yep. train their hardest, give it their mm -hmm. best on that day because they're knowing that, okay, I took someone else's spot. The eyes of the world yep. are upon right. me. And, yeah. and there's a, a lot yeah. of racers too that that just, you know, that they've done it enough times and they're like, you know, I don't want to, I'm not entering again because I'm not going to take someone else's spot because I know it's so hard to get into this race now. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's yep. the only, there's probably a handful of races in the ultra running community where there is that obligation. Like Luis, yeah. you know, you have got to train your ass off for Western States this uh, my year. My ass off. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I am currently doing that and, and will continue to do that. And it is, is life-changing brother. It really is like, I mean, I've changed my God. So many aspects of my life, uh, are become hyper-focused, uh, for this. And, uh, and I'm thankful so thankful for it because I kind of, I kind I've been wanting that yeah. and I knew yeah. that was going to happen. And, and to, to, to be able to just dedicate yourself towards a, towards a goal is, um, 
it's a hard, of course. And, um, you know, but B it is, it's just fulfilling. It's like you have purpose, you know, and it's, it's freaking cool. Yeah. And I know some people talk about Western States and they say it's, you know, they, they, they mention the same breath as Boston. It's too big. It's too commercial, but having experienced it, not not racing it, but been out in the been out the race for, for twice and have crewed and paced out there twice, and just kind of absorbing that atmosphere. Oh yeah, it's still the atmosphere is incredible. Oh, it is. It's electric, and it's it's it is still it is not. It still has the it, yes. It's the big show, right? It's the big show, the biggest show on earth. Um, but it still has that really personal feel to it. That you know, yeah. if you run that race, you are not a number. Right. You are yes. you're someone that everybody at the aid station is going to take care of. You. You're going to have an incredible experience. And yeah. it's not just an experience given to the elites like, you know, where the Boston yeah. Marathon, everybody talks about the elites and all that stuff. And once they finish, nobody cares. This is a race where the guy who wins the race sticks around to cheer on the person that comes in last. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that is always the most emotional moment at Western when you see the last runner come across and just, you know, making that time and coming across that track. It's uh, it was a I doozy mean, this year. I think about that all the time. It's pretty <clears throat> it's pretty powerful. And, and, you know, the experience of like you've been there, even just, um, you know, at the drawing, you you get that vibe. And, and I, you're right. I've been at. at, at you know, watch the race spectator. There's gone there in the morning as they left from squat, yeah. like, you know, fire in the morning yeah, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, there is nothing like it. It is, you know, really um, a unique event. And, and it's because I think the people that are putting it on are unique people and really um, special. And they really, even yeah. though they have, they know everyone wants to run this race and every, this is like, and maybe, you know, for, for maybe not the reasons that they, want people to run the race but they know that like hey we're gonna we're it's a family event we're doing this at this high school yeah we're in this even at the drawing it's like hey guys we're doing this drawing but we got to get out soon because they're doing the nutcracker practice right after (laughs) you know it's like that (laughs) it it goes back to shadow giants like the humility of that community is so great there's everyone is just on the same level and everyone's rooting for everyone and everyone's pushing hard and it's it's just a great great love you know so much love in there well and, and you all start at the same time i mean yeah yeah you're gonna start yes. this the same time as the elites that's the last time you're gonna see them but you're at least yeah. all lining up at <laughs> the starting line up. at the same time and you're all heading up that massive climb at the beginning of the race all starting at the same time it is interesting to yeah. see how few people run that like when they, the, the full 400 plus um the starting field for western states there's five people that run that first hill and everybody else oh, yeah. is, is power hiking the entire time. Um, but so talk about that lottery for a second, because you put in seven times. First time you had that hope. You're like, I'm going to be one of the lucky ones. Second time you're like, yeah, this no, is going to be this year. Awesome. This year. Third yeah. year, you know, you're like, I, hang on. Fourth year, you got to be like, this is rigged. Right. I'm going to do an investigation into this. Fifth year, you're like, why do I even do this? Sixth year, you're like, I'm the unluckiest man on the planet. I'll just be, then I'll be humble. Right. And then you go to the drawing for your seventh year of trying to get into Western States. So most people just watch it on on video stream. You're there in the gymnasium when when they're drawing numbers. What was that like? To hear your name like, in person what, what? <laughs> after seven 
tries of trying to get in? I mean, you, you, you hear it when they call, I lose my mind. Um, you know, like I, it was, it was so cool. I mean, that's probably, I don't know if that's the third time I actually gone the drawing. I actually went not even thinking I was going to, I was, I was just like, I, I'm just such a, at that, at this point, I was just such a fan that I was like, just the energy in there is so rad. And yeah, I know I had a chance, but like I've, you know, my friends all have the same number of tickets as me that I run with a lot yeah. and none of them got called. So it's like, I, I, again, like I didn't really had hope, but not like, not, I really didn't think it was going to be that, that, that call is more just going to, to experience it again. Cause I've experienced it a few times and seeing people get it in the auditorium is incredible because they call so many names from, from international, yeah. like everything's like so-and-so from Japan and so-and-so from Australia. And so then you're just hoping they get someone in America and then you're hoping they get someone in California. And then you're hoping they get someone from like Auburn Truckee area. Cause you're yeah. like, okay, maybe they're in the audience. Right. So, um, yeah, it was like number 200, I think. So I'd been a lot of people, uh, you know, had already been, you know, they were, there's not many more numbers that were left. They were pulling. And uh, then you hear it like, you know, 32 San Francisco. And I was like, oh, that's got to be me. Like I knew, even when they said my name, I was like, there's not, you know, that's got to be me. And sure enough. And, and so then I just started hooting and hollering and hugging everybody and I overhugged I'm sure I love you man <laughs> I broke all the rules That's like what... hey you know what's cool it's like mm -hmm. up on stage was uh Diana Fitzpatrick who's Tamalpo runners who was like the second 50k I ran and you know she's an amazing runner from the Bay Area and and um I believe she's on the board there and, and she, it was just great seeing her you know I hadn't seen her in so long she was actually in that film for the love and and so it, that that was kind of like a full circle moment uh for me as well so let's talk That's about that cool. for a minute because you are a filmmaker by trade, that's what pays the bills is 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 making films, and you've yep. done commercials for for Apple and various other places. Um, a, a lot like a, a Fitbit. You did a great Fitbit ad. Um, you've done uh, something for the Super Bowl this year. I mean, you've made some commercials that everybody has seen, and you made a great trail running vignette called "For the Love," which is really wonderfully done. And that's just something. Did you do that just kind of for fun, just to kind of share your 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 hobby with the yep. world? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a that was a cool moment because that's that was kind of the beginning. Maybe I've been doing it for a year, two, a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. And um, and I wanted it was twofold. One, I wanted to share with the world what it felt like for me. Yeah. Uh, why you know? Because it was so it's so magical, man. Like you're a kid, you know. For me, I'm like I'm like a child again. I'm like running around on my BMX bike in the middle of nowhere in Houston, Texas, and I don't come home till like it's dark, and it's <laughs> yeah. just freedom and fun, and uh, and I'm all bruised up and cut up, and and I'm hungry. And that is to me trail running, you know, it's like I, I feel young and like a kid every time I'm on a trail. So I wanted to kind of share that sentiment. And also the, it was like a love letter to the headlands, like like where I was running and training is like blew my mind away. It's so beautiful. And and then on the, the last part was like it, it, I was starting filmmaking as a profession, but I wasn't really. I don't know. I didn't really have a style yet. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to make a film exactly how I want to make, like, like find my own style, my own visual 
voice. And, and so I use that film as, is like, Hey, here's my style. Here's, here's what I want to, here's the type of films and, and, and things I want to make. And that's the only way you can make stuff is by showing people what right. you want to make. And I even bought a crazy expensive camera during the middle of that within no, no idea if I was ever going to get hired as a filmmaker, but I was like, <laughs> I need, I want this thing to look a certain way. way. And so um, it was a full commitment. That film was a full commitment to myself, not mm-hmm. to anyone else. No one, you know, um, but yeah, it was, it was neat. And, and it featured a lot of the runners from the San Francisco running company um, group runs and, um, and my own friends and, and stuff like that. So it was, it was cool. And it was in, yeah, love letter to running and, and to the Moran headlands. Um, I'm going to post that it's, it's on the adventure jogger Facebook page. When, if you're listening oh, thanks, to this podcast bro. now that it, it's on there, um, not at the time of recording, but the, the time of release, it, it'll be on there. So people can go look at it. Have you thought about maybe expanding that and doing some documentary style filmmaking in the ultra space, like following some runners at a big race or, or something along those lines, like a, like a Billy Yang type of type of movie or Ginger Runner. You know, I know both of those guys. Uh, Billy's awesome, man. He is um, really, really good at doing that. And I feel like I feel like that is that path is. Um, I feel like my stuff, as you see, is it's just it's 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 so like I'm trying to cr- capture an emotion or yeah. feel. And, and for me, like what, with that film, I was able to translate, I feel like the motion mm-hmm. of it, whereas uh, documentary is more of the story yeah. of it. And so I, I feel like he's a much better filmmaker uh, to be able to tell those type of stories. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think I think I, I haven't really wanted to do that just because that that's just a different style of filmmaking than, mm-hmm. than I do. Uh, but I have had the chance to work, uh, luckily, you know, with some killer runners on some of these other projects. Um, like I got to uh, run and work with Killian um, through a Strava project. Yeah. And that was amazing because running with him changed the way I run. Um, just watching him. He's it, it's so beautiful the way he runs that's got to be incredibly intimidating because it's not like you're like oh hey 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 lewis we go we got a great job for you you're going to be chronicling these brand new runners right. who've never run before <laughs> we want you to capture that emotion they're like hey uh, hey lewis uh killian jornate not sure if you're aware of him or not uh we need you to do something with him and we're gonna need you to run with him running as a because you know louis don't take us as an insult you are a middle of the packer you're you're an everyday runner you're, you're not yeah. yeah you're not sponsored you know you don't spend your all day running and training so you're a middle of the pack everyday runner and now you get to run with one of the greatest mountain runners of all time okay, yes <laughs> yes yes well here's the here's the great thing is having a camera opens everything like having a camera in your hand it doesn't matter who i'm with or or who they are or whatever it's like it just opens up i don't know my confidence and and it's like we're creating together yeah that's what it is we're making something together i i I explain to him what i want what i'm thinking and get his input and we 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 so and he was he's at that time especially because he was you know still like filming his the with the peaks of my life yeah um 
he was really into to like the drones and and the type of camera I was using and stuff like that. So it was it was cool. Like we really collaborated on on the shots and stuff. But what was cool about the way he ran is as he was running, he would every once in a while he'd like reach out like if there was like a like a piece of grass or 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 a branch or tree and he'd reach out and he would just lightly touch it. He was always connecting, like constantly touching things on the trail as he was going. And so he was running, he was flowy, he was really light, but but the touching was just like that something that I when I saw that I was like, man, he's so connected um to nature and to the trail. And so I started emulating that and I asked him about it too. I was like, bro, I see you touching everything. And and he talked about he was like, yeah, I'm just tactile. I like feeling everything that's going on. And and so that I started doing that myself. And it became really, I, I mean, to this day, I'm constantly doing that because it is true. It's like, it's not only about your feet, it's about everything, what you're breathing in and and, and, and what you can feel. And and it's it was beautiful see, watching him do that. So we do a lot of that and in the crashing, South. We, we do a <laughs> lot of that in the South, whether you realize yeah. it or not, Ryan. We do a lot of that in the South because we slap mosquitoes, we pick thorns out, <laughs> yeah. we, pick, we pick ticks off. We're getting, you know, he's like running through poison ivy, like, son of a bitch. Like, so yeah, we get real connected. No, but there, it, you know, it, it is interesting you say that though. How, how did you notice um, your running change just by doing that small little thing of, of constantly doing these, these, these check-ins with the environment around you, doing these yeah, moments of, of grabbing the, the branch or touching the, uh, the, the grass? How did that f- change running for you? I mean, dude, it's just like, it, it, again, it, it's just... Oh, man, I think it's just like you're it just becomes this playful connecting. You become this little like nature child. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it, it, that's what it felt like. And that's what it you know, that was one of the beautiful things I saw about him was that he was just he's just a nature child. You know, he just loves being outdoors and playing and he's just playful. He likes yeah. to play outdoors and it doesn't matter if it's running or skiing or mountain climbing. You know, he does lots of things. I don't even think he would define himself as an ultra runner. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he would, I think he, he would define himself as someone who likes to play in the mountains, honestly. And that's, that's um, something I aspire to as well. So that's there, why it changed me. There is a moment. I, 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 if you haven't seen the movie Unbreakable, which is that documentary about Western states that features Killian oh, and yeah. Anton and Jeff Rose, there's a point in that where he goes, Killian says something like, he goes, I, I, this is a new experience for me because I'm not used to terrain that's so flat. <laughs> when he's talking about the Western <laughs> yeah. states course, he's like, I'm not used to terrains being so flat. And, and there'll be a moment when you're running Western States, Louise, where it'll be a big climb. Yeah. And you will be like, that yeah. That sound bite will come into your head of Killian going like, I'm not used to running races that are so flat. And you will say, fuck you, Killian Jordan. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing yeah. flat about no, dude, this. I, I try running in Chamonix, man. It is just straight. I mean, it is, or passe is, the trails just are massive. They go so high. And uh yeah, I, I don't, I don't doubt it, man. That guy's superhuman. You know, <laughs> he definitely has it. But he also is living in a van forever, so he's right. all in. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Him and Kyle. That's right. Our, our good friend who finished ninth at Western States this year also lives in a oh, van. Right on. I think he got to yeah, live in a van. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Dirtbag lifestyle, man. I love it. 
you know that's what you're missing it's, out I on love it. in your nice san francisco house it's not the same as a, as a van you can't you know it doesn't compete <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i got a little spoiled we're getting soft that's <laughs> we're getting talk about filmmaking for a second i i noticed um because our, our mutual friend chris sent some of your links for you know the films that you've made and the commercials that you've made you filmed a commercial for Apple for the iPhone. If people saw the one where people are are, are riding their bikes with their iPhone, um, you know, through through the streets and, and, and fixing gears, yes, fixing yeah, gears, so and the one that that uses a a cover of of the Fleetwood Mac song "Go Your Own Way." Yeah, if yeah, you've seen that yeah, one, that that yeah. is you made that. That was a crazy experience, man. I mean, I, well, the other thing is fixing gear bikes; they have no brakes. So those are bikes with one gear. Um, they there's no uh, release, you know, the gear. So the gear is constantly going. Yeah. So the only way to break it, and there's no brakes, is to take your foot off the pedal and put it on the back tire and literally skid it um, <laughs> to stop it. And so the? it, they're infamous here. You know, I, it's a it's a group. Uh, I, I admire them. I you know, there are a lot of people doing cool shit here in San Francisco. And um, that came out of the uh, bike messenger scene that was going on here, like well, in, I don't know, the 90s, probably. Yeah. And um, they uh, the hills are so big here. So imagine bombing down a hill with no brakes, with only one gear. So your feet are going like this. Yeah. And to stop, you literally have to take your foot, one foot, you know, both feet off the pedals, which are still going like 900 miles an hour and put your back foot on one of the, uh, one of your tires to slow yourself down, but you'll never come to a complete stop. You know, it's all just flowing through traffic. Why, and why would you ride yeah. a bike with no brakes? Why? Because it's flow. Exactly, it's, it's flow. flow, Jeff. You don't understand flow. <laughs> Since you got it's touching, it's touching the plants. It's um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's all flow, brother. Luis, he doesn't understand flow. When he thinks of flow, I, he thinks of a prostate exam. He's getting at his right. doctor's office. That's, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, what, but about flow. They're just flowing. I mean, they're flowing through the streets. They're, 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 you're predicting traffic. You're looking for the little openings. You are. You're, you're, you're being riding, a daredevil. Um, yeah. You're an athlete. Um, but here's the thing. You, when you film those commercials, you those those don't you don't make that over the weekend that's a process yeah no yeah so we 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 i wanted to i wanted to give you the feeling of what it was like and you know to 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 ride with them and i knew i knew some filmmakers had done some stuff in that world and, mm -hmm. and i wanted to do something different yeah. so um we found this this dude he actually retired but he had this motorcycle where he could put a camera on the front wheel yeah. and he had done some stuff for the matrix and so we called him up and, and we you know talked to him about the project and he was like oh i'm i'm, I'm in i'll come out of retirement yeah. for this and so he drove up with his motorcycle and we put you know this freaking hundred thousand dollar camera <laughs> like i don't know maybe three inches off the ground and uh and it was the it was during the time when everything was shut down so like we had these you know we had motorcycle cops kind of block off the streets but but they were pretty much like dude you can do whatever you want you can go anywhere because no one's downtown so we kind of owned it downtown and and we would just you know usually something like this you would do like two block take you know you go for like yeah. two blocks and there's safety yeah but because it was that year um man we were just doing like 
uh, eight, nine blocks right, takes, you know, just like full flowing with them. And, and, uh, and the writers are so good. Like they'd be doing wheelies, riding a wheelie, you know, doing that. And it, it was just, it was thrilling and fun. And well, and it, yes, we crashed the camera. Well, yeah, but here's the, here's the, <laughs> but here's the thing too, Luis, is what, you know, what I was getting at with that is these are something that, that, that have to come, that have to take, to take a while to make. And so I believe it was the iPhone 12 that that was for. And so, yes, so, yes. so you were making that video before that phone was even released to the public. You had to get oh, your, yeah. your there, yeah, you had to get your hands on, how did, how did you get like an early edition? How, how do you film a commercial with a product that is not available for sale yet? Prototype. They, um, <laughs> they are very, uh, they're very um, good about, um, you know, how they, they handle all that. I'm trying to think of the way, best way of saying it. Yeah. Basically, they had the release on maybe Wednesday, the big showing of it, you know, where they come out on stage and talk about it. Yeah. And we filmed Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday. I can't remember where the days that we filmed. But so we literally took the camp, the one that they had on stage was the one we were using. And I was so stressed out about, I was like, I'm totally going to break it. Cause everything I do is just like seat in my pants. And so, um, and I knew, you know, I was asking a lot. These people aren't, you know, they're just, they're writers. So I'm like, here, dude, do what you're doing. I know there's no breaks. I know you're one hand. Right. Saying, but you are, you are not the, to drop yes, you are the man that convinced <laughs> Apple Hey, give me some of these prototypes. I'm going to give this to some bike riders who don't have brakes on their bike. I'm going to film a commercial <laughs> with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I know you have two of these in existence the right that's now, but I'm going to film with with uh, with these guys. There's a high risk that I may not get that back. Because I'll tell you what, Luis, when I give my kids a phone, they don't get it till it's in a case. But Apple's not going like, hey, can you put that in an otter box for the camera? No, or for the commercial, because they want everybody to see the cool what have you's on there. Yeah. Yeah, and we filmed with the uh, the, the phone uh, uh, as well. Um, That's why we had them holding it, because we were using the actual footage from the the phone. So it was, it was you know, they're cool, man. They, they do, they take risks. And that's why they're who they are, you know. And that's, I think that's what was cool is that they trusted um me and, and and my team to to make something that that captured that kind of feeling of of just speed and, and abandonment yeah um, in a in a really cool way so um i was thankful because it was uh it was super fun to make oh i can super imagine and then i i see too you you've, you've had chances where you can kind of combine your professional life and your passion of running that fitbit ad that you that you made yep. was was really it, it beautiful in the fact that there's so much trail running going on there and there's so many beautiful spaces it really was how much input did you have on okay I, were they like we want to do a running commercial and you're like okay hang on we can't just do running let's do trail running <laughs> i throw running in almost everything i do in some aspect i try to hide it in there somehow and and so yeah that was another um yeah, and a lot of these, a lot of the people I work with allow me. There, it's great, great, you know, collaborative partnership. They, they, they allow me to have a lot of input in the, uh, in what we're shooting and, and the scenes and how it's shot and everything. So, um, so yeah, I always try to throw running in there. I try to encourage people to be out on the trail. I try to, you know, 
show how magical it is and and the places you can go and uh and also show off northern california man like we have just epic ass shit out here and it films so well and um you know, so even I got, I just shot a bunch of stuff for like CVS, like one of those, you know, giant um, pharmacy, you know, like Walgreens, like yep. place. Yeah. And uh, I threw running in that and it was, you know, in the script and it made the cut. So I was psyched because it has a real body, um, you know, uh, runner. And I, I, I really, you know, wanted to show that as well. It's like not everyone's skinny and, and, mm-hmm. and small and stuff like that, 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 that anyone can be you know, doing this. And, uh, so I also feel, I also know I have responsibility by the, by the things that are going on on TV to like try to show a real, real, you know, the real version of America and real different versions of runners too. You know, CVS has a long history with running. People have been using their receipts as finish line tape forever because right. if you buy yeah, one yeah. thing at CBS, yeah, yeah, you buy yeah, one yeah. thing ever. it's like you go in and buy cough drops <laughs> you get a long. six foot long receipt yeah. CVS is, is, is responsible for most of the rainforest being chopped down right. that, just oh, for their oh receipts God. alone I just I just get a shitload of Epsom salt from them so <laughs> that's how I stay together <laughs> alright so back to running for a minute Luis uh, we, we heard about some of the races you're doing of course Western States and we talked about the ones earlier what is one race that everybody needs to go out to uh, the San Francisco area the Bay Area and do before they die oh great question um I actually signed up for uh, Way Too Cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, at a cool California. I did it a few years back and it was my favorite 50K I've ever done. And it's kind of, it's the same kind of Western community you, out there. It's a lot of it's on the same course. Um, it's, it's just a great, fun, hard race. And uh, that that's my favorite in this area. Okay, so way too cool. By the way, I, I believe Cool California is where the aid station at mile 93 is for Western states. I believe you have to go into Cool yeah. And you actually had to yep. park. I think it was behind the fire department or something. Fire and walk. department. Yeah. yeah, you had to walk about a, about a, a three quarters of a mile to cool. get to that to get to that last aid station in Cool California. So a lot of that is on the same course. You said right. Yeah, it sure is. And that was my first time I ever been you know kind of on the course, and, uh, and I just remember it was just so fun. It was just I. You know, you go through a couple of creeks. There is, um, you run along the river. There's some great climbs. There's fun. The downhills are just so fun and long. And and that's you know, you just get in a, a you know state of flow. And there's this, it it's it really kind of fast. You know, I felt fast mm-hmm. at that at that race. It was fun. Very cool for you personally. Other than Western States, which you're going to be experiencing this summer, is there a race that you have looked at? that you want to get in now that you've you've got you can cross western states off your i got into this bucket list is there another race that you're going i need to do this soon um you know it's funny because like western is definitely i mean that's just it is where you know that is definitely was my number one my brother got into hard rock and ran hard rock uh, last year and hard rock is very similar to Western in the sense that it's just a, a same family vibe, small vibe. I really love how Hard Rock allows past runners that have a greater chance to get back in. So mm-hmm. it's just again, it forms right. a community. Um, 
and those are just at the San Juans are just epic mountains. So, yeah, I mean, if, you know, and I, I you know, cruel jewel, I think that was a qualifier for that mm-hmm. yep. too. And that, um, I do, I have run a few qualifiers for that and I put my name in and that one would, I'd be really interested. That one would be, I think really an amazing experience, but I, you know, it, so it's funny. I got, you know, that day I got in Western, I literally went and bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> <It lost. laughs> all your luck had been used up, Luis. All you, you were used up all your luck on Western States. No, it's gone. Um, I did. A friend. I was of- like, shit, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Something may be going on. <laughs> um, a heads up. If you do get into hard rock, a friend of mine ran it and he said, there's three types of climbs at hard rock. They're steep. They're steep as shit. And there's double yeah. steep as shit. <laughs> then, yeah. There is no yeah. easy climbs oh, yeah. on that course at uh, all. I, I was, I know I was supposed to pace my brother. I was so bummed. Like I usually would never let work stop any running stuff, but it, I had a job last year that I just could not pass up. And, and it was, you know, one of those jobs that, that leads to a lot of other cooler opportunities and um, which it did. So I felt terrible that I couldn't be there. But we were cheering him on during the shoot. I was sending him videos and I was having all the crew yeah. uh, sending him videos. And my friends that were pacing him uh, were sharing with him. But I, I was, you know, seeing their videos back of him. I was like, man, that is just the most beautiful course. So pretty, the San Juans. So, yeah, that would be cool. But, you know, a lot of it is like I, you can even see it in like, you know, I, I was doing a lot of races and I still do big, you know, I'll do like, a, you know, a couple of big races a year. But a lot of stuff is we i do my own like i go on adventures like yeah. me and my friends we'll just be like dude we're gonna run from like you know donner to desolation wilderness or or we're gonna yeah. go from you know do the jmt in a, in a seven days or so we so i do a lot of that i like that a lot like making our own adventures and and now that we're all me and this you know my friends are kind of conditioned we've mm-hmm. been doing this enough yeah and we know the backcountry well um, that you have this ability now that then all of a sudden all this back country just opens up like, Oh, right. you know, my brother and I will, we'll bring fly fishing rods, throw them in our running vests and run out, you know, to some, you know, lake in the middle of nowhere in the Sierras fish for a while and then run back. And that, that's the kind of, and that could be like, a, you know, 50 K or something, but right. you don't, we don't, you know, call it a 50 K it's more of just like, you know it's an adventure run fly fishing yeah. you know paradise lake yeah you know but that that to me is what ultra running the gift of ultra running has given me and my friends is the you know you get to a certain level you know you, you guys have been doing it as well mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're also you're like shit you know shit i'm strong enough um and i have confidence enough to run at night in any kind of condition right i've been in every kind of condition that then it opens up the whole world. Yes. And that's yep. kind of what I've been doing a lot is is doing that. That's what I was going to say. When you're talking about that, it opens up worlds to you and, and opens up places to you that 99% of the population will never experience because to get there requires a certain amount of activity and a certain amount of, of toughness yeah. and strength. So you're seeing yeah. these things that most people will never see. And you get to see these just natural wonders of the world. And it really does kind of change the way you view the world and especially the outdoors. Oh, absolutely. You Gaia, that app is my best friend. It's on my first page. I swear by Gaia. It's, it's a topographical map 
And, you know, a few years back, it got really, when we were doing, we did the John Muir Trail pretty fast. Mm. And we, that's when I first kind of started using it a lot. Oh, no, I was doing backcountry skiing. That's when I really first started using it. Yeah. But what's cool about Gaia is that it's, it, it shows all the trails, but also shows all the top topography. So if you're in somewhere like the Sierras, where, where there's a lot of granite, you don't need a sailing trail. Right. So you can just go, I want to go from here to there to there. And, and I feel you know, if we've gotten to a point now where that's where a lot of stuff I've done, you know, myself or with, you know, my friends and my brother, where we'll just do that, go off trail and, and, you know, trusting your, you know, the, you know, topography maps and really, um, that's cool. That, op- like you're saying, that opens up then. Yeah, you see a lot of things nobody sees. You feel sees. like you yeah. really, yeah, you're in a place no one's been, you know, and you're seeing waterfalls and you're seeing ranges that no one's been. So that's cool. It is. And I think it's made the world harder for murderers because you don't, you're running out of places. <laughs> they, to don't hide know bodies. they don't know where to look for you right. now. Where are you going to hide the bodies? Because that's <laughs> yeah. why joggers find all the bodies because all the murderers are like, well, no one's coming back here to find this body. And sure enough, there's an ultra runner back there going like, wait a minute, is that a hand? What? You know, yeah. you know what? They're too lazy. There's no way they're, <laughs> they're not coming back here. They're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless, unless yeah. he's an ultra murderer. That's right. An ultra murderer. Yeah. yeah. There's someone who murders ultra more than mur- oh, more than 31 people murder. a year. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 There you go. That's, that's a new screenplay. I'm going to start writing it tonight. There you go. <laughs> we'll be at the premiere. Just invite us to the premiere. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It was half our idea. Uh, Luis Pena, congratulations, first of all, on getting to Western States. It was wonderful chatting with you. We'll have to um, to, to, to kind of catch up after the race and kind of see how, how things went for you because I'm, I'm dying to know what your experience will, is like. Definitely. And and uh, I will definitely let you guys know because it's a, it's a cool journey, man. It's like, yeah, one month in and this month is, is going to be cool and next month's going to be really intense and then because then i have uh me walk 100k mm-hmm. uh in may and then and then yeah and then i'm gonna start running the course like pretty much there, we had a big snowfall but there's not a lot no snows come unfortunately since so i think uh i could probably start camping out there in march Just train the That's course kind yeah. of goal yes kind of get to know it and- i want to know it i want to know it you know i want to i want to go out and learn it and know it not just again it's a gift so i'm gonna i want to go learn it well i think too you want to have some moments where you can experience something new i don't think you want to run the entire course and know everything oh yeah yeah you want to have those experiences of like okay this is something i've never experienced before yeah yeah absolutely and and that will happen in 100 miles because there's no way (laughs) for sure 100 miles a long way as y'all know (laughs) i don't care what carl Meltzer says it is it is that far i know he says that 100 miles is not that far no carl it's it's a very long way (laughs) it's crazy far i because you know i go to tahoe all the time and i was there this weekend and i'm driving back and and my daughter had a friend in the car and it's like okay so this crazy ass race i'm running starts here and i'll tell you when it ends and like three hours later it ends right here here's man. the end she's like you gotta be shitting me because i'm driving dude. Right, right. <laughs> i'm like yeah it's insane that's a we're great way. all insane yep. but we are a beautiful insanity beautiful insanity is a great way to end it luis pena thank you so much for taking some time and chatting oh, with us right on. on the adventure Ryan and jeff guys thanks so much it's an honor
We're definitely checking back in with Luis after oh, Western sure. States. Sure. Uh, but what an amazing adventure. What an amazing story. Did you know that Apple just gave him... But they would hand out iPhones and let them... Here, uh, go go play with this and make a movie about this. Yeah, Such amazing stuff. Thank you to Luis for giving us his time. And thank you for listening to The Adventure Jogger. AdventureJogger.com is where you need to go if you want back episodes. There's gear on there as well. Thanks so much for listening. We are back next week with a brand new episode. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to TheAdventureJogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.